This is Center Stage, putting lawyers in the spotlight by highlighting attorneys and other industry experts to help take your law firm to the next level. Hey everyone, and welcome to Center Stage. I'm your host, John Henson. And this week, we are going to talk a little bit about videos and how videos will fit into your marketing strategy. Um, I've cited this study a couple of times on some other shows, but um, I think HubSpot did a study a while back, like 80% of businesses have video as part of their marketing strategy, but only about 24% of law firms actually do it. So there is a huge opportunity there uh, for you to really enhance your marketing. And uh, to help me talk about videos this week, I have searched far and wide to find a lawyer who is really good at this. And I am fortunate enough to be joined by the host of the Lawyer You Know podcast and YouTube channel, uh, Mr. Peter Tregos. Thank you, Mr. Peter, uh, for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Awesome. So yeah, before we dive in, um, you know, what should we all know about you? Talk about a little bit about the lawyer you know and, and a little bit of your background. Sure. So I have been a lawyer for about eight years now. Um, and when I got out of law school, um, I wanted to kind of start a new practice area at my dad's firm. So my dad's a lawyer. He does basically just criminal defense. That's what he came up doing. That's what he knows. That's what he's an expert in. In law school, I clerked for a firm that did personal injury, uh, nursing home negligence, and criminal law. So I got kind of good experience with all of them while I was in law school in Tallahassee. Also clerked and worked at my dad's firm kind of growing up. So I knew what the atmosphere was like, um, always knew what criminal law was like. And when I went to law school, I knew I wanted to be a trial lawyer. I wanted to present in court. I wanted to be under the, you know, the big lights. Feels like a professional sport when you're trying cases, and litigating cases. So I knew I wanted to do that. That was kind of my personality, what I was passionate about, what I felt like I was good at. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to do that, but I really wanted to do it more in a personal injury, representing victims of wrongful death, serious injuries, car accidents, slip and fall cases. I knew I wanted to do that more so than criminal defense. So um, to do that and to start a new practice area from a firm that's been around for 30 plus years at the time, um, and they were known for criminal defense, I knew I had to get creative in how to do that. My dad also did no advertising at all no marketing at all. It was all word of mouth, all referrals, everything, which is great. And we still get a lot of that. Um, but I added a different element to it. I knew I was going to have to do that if I was going to start a new practice area. And we're about eight years in and now we're predominantly personal injury, injury cases uh, representing victims. So it's been awesome. So yeah. So like I mentioned, you know, lawyer, you know, it's, it's a podcast. It's also a YouTube channel. What sparked your focus on video as part of that practice areas marketing? So we have been told by people like you who run these marketing companies who know what people like to see that people want videos. We did a few years back, we did 150 under one minute frequently asked question videos that we put up on our website. Nice. Um, those were helpful. It was really helpful for a lot of our clients that would come to the website. And it's not just reading the answer because of course we had them typed out already for you know years and years, but they like to watch the video. They like them in quick snippets. They One of the problems I think lawyers have is answering things succinctly, which is funny because we're told to do that and taught to do that in law school. But I think it's really hard for us to feel like we can answer a question without, it depends on a thousand other factors and things that could possibly happen in your case. So right. we can't really give you a direct answer when in reality, if the question is, you know, what do I do after a car accident or what type of insurance should I have? Or what should I do if I get pulled over? You can answer that in a minute. Now you're not going to hit all the ifs, what's, ands, and buts, 
but you can give a pretty straightforward answer and a frequently asked question like that. So we learned through that process. And that was kind of our first jump with videos outside of when we're interviewed on local news stations, we would get those clips and post them. And it evolved into podcasts. I was really into podcasts. Um, I really liked it as a, you know, a commute, easy listening, listening, passive listening. And I knew that people had to get something from it. Um, it wasn't just going to be purely entertainment and topics that we're doing because some people think they're boring. Some people think, you know, they take a long time to get through, hard to understand, whatever it may be. So I knew it had to be a, a value add when somebody was going to listen to, you know, one of our podcasts. So we came at it with, I really wanted to only do topics that if I was going to listen, I would want to listen to someone like me or the lawyers in my firm explain. I love sports. I love it. Yeah. But I knew that if I were to start a sports podcast, like, why is everyone going to listen to me about sports? Like, yeah, I think I know about sports, but I'm not, I don't have anything that makes me know anything else than any other fan, right? Which right. a lot of people are successful in doing that. Yeah. But I wanted our law firm podcasts and videos to be focused on areas that people were always asking me about, asking my dad about, asking my other partners about. And we could come and bring those answers and, and have a conversation as it were, if we're in the car around the dinner table at the office with the people that are looking in and listening in for these topics. Yeah. And it's great that you mentioned, you know, the podcast and your approach to it, because our episode uh, last week was all about building a podcast and, and how you would approach that. So going back to video, you know, I've seen, obviously you're the main uh, feature in the video. I, I've seen your dad on some, I've seen some other attorneys in there. Did you have to do a lot of convincing to people in the firm to get in front of camera or where was everybody just kind of open to it? So that's a, that's a two-edged sword. So, so it evolved into video more so. I really wanted to get into YouTube maybe two years ago. And I asked the marketing companies we had at that. So we've always had somebody that built our website, does our SEO, like you're saying, that you don't do. Um, we never had a marketing company like what you guys do specifically to fill that hole. Mm -hmm. um, and we ended up hiring a marketing coordinator. So somebody that is full-time in our office doing marketing to fill that ga gaping hole, which a lot of firms can't do that for a lot of different reasons. So a, a place like yours is great. I didn't even know that type of thing existed. So we're paying for you know SEO, um, paid uh, marketing, things like that. And I would tell them, I was like, I want to get into YouTube. They're like, okay, we can pay for some ads in YouTube. Like, that's not what I mean. I don't want the billboard type ad of, I am a personal injury lawyer with these big verdicts and I'm aggressive and I'll fight for you, right? I didn't really want to do that. I wanted, one of the issues I have with, and I may be going off topic, so feel free to focus me, of pay-per-click marketing is some of the people that just click that and hire a lawyer, it's a very, um, you know, snap to it. You're going to be, you're going to do whatever I say. I clicked you, you want my case, you know, whatever. It's not, you don't really have that connection where they really want you to be their lawyer. I feel like with videos, you can create that connection where people can understand how you are, which is good. Cause I want somebody that thinks they're going to be able to work with me. Um, I don't want just, you know, anybody as a client or any case, I want somebody I'm gonna be able to work with because a lot of our cases that we litigate for years, we get intimately involved with their families and their jobs and their lives. And it's good to have a good working relationship together. So I felt videos have really created the opportunity for them to get to know me and my firm um, and understand if we're a good fit so that once we start working together, there's that bond and we want to work together. It's not just I happen to be a link that they clicked and great, we won that you know lottery of them picking our, us to be their um, law firm. So all that in mind, okay? So we've used these marketing uh, firms before and we've used different companies and taken different angles. That took a lot of convincing. Um, for my dad and his partner at the time is our partner, Pete Sardis. Um, so, and Pete's about a generation above me and my dad's a generation above him. So 
that took a lot of convincing because they never did any of it before. Pete was more on board because he was younger. My dad was harder to get on board to kind of change the way that he's been very successful throughout his career. But we were able to do it in baby steps. So when it came time to do the videos, when it came time to do the Lawyer You Know YouTube page, when we had 12 followers or subscribers, it wasn't that hard to convince them to be on it. They're both trial lawyers too. They like getting up in front of the camera, talking. They like public speaking. So that wasn't so hard. The first couple things were the podcasts were hard to get them involved in. They really started to enjoy it. We had a lot of good feedback. We were getting cases from it. People were talking about it. So they were ready to jump in when we started doing the videos. Awesome. And, and you know, I, I love the, what you said about, you know, building that bond because that's something that I've said a lot, uh, you know, and I've shared this story a bunch. You know, before I got into working in the legal space, I was really intimidated by lawyers because I thought, because to your point, the only interaction I'd ever had with lawyers was that, you know, really aggressive like billboard commercial where it's like, you know, we mean business. We'll get, and then it's like, yeah. Now that I'm in here, it's like, you know, you guys are just normal people. You're cool to talk mm-hmm. to and and you can easily go out and have a beer with a lot of you. And that's what this the, the videos and the frequently asked questions and that angle really does for a lot of people. Yeah, it's 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 hard because you want to toe the line, right? Like I, I have seen some lawyers on TikTok, YouTube, whatever, maybe that are kind of embarrassing in my opinion. Okay. They do stuff where I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. That's just my opinion. Okay. As far as professionalism and ethics go. But I think there's a, there's a line, right? You don't want to be so buttoned up and stiff to people, like you're saying, are afraid to approach you, are intimidated, um, don't think you want to give them the time of day, don't think you have time to talk to them. That's something I hate with my clients. I want to say, yes, I love when they're respectful of my time, but feel, email me when you have a question. They're like, oh, I didn't want to call you about this. It's literally what I'm here for. It's literally what you pay me for is to answer those questions. So I, I like to know that. I like them to know I can have fun. I like them to know about my family, about what I like to do, about how I break down and think about situations, on how I view different situations, how I handle different situations in different cases, and what I think about things going on in the world. Like I think that's important. I like that. I like to get conversations started. I love comments, um, even ones that don't agree with me, even ones that make some of the ones that make fun of me are my favorite when they make fun of my hair or the way I dress or whatever. It's my favorite. It makes me I literally laugh out loud at them. They're, they're funny. So it doesn't bother me that stuff. But I love the comments because I like to know what the common man thinks, you know, what the lay person thinks. Um, about our field, about our situation, about how we explain things, about how we look at cases and video, especially YouTube has really helped with that, getting the interaction of, you'd be surprised what some of them hold on to, especially as a trial lawyer, you'd be surprised what some of them hold on to when they watch these trials that are on TV. So it's, it's really, it's awesome to be a part of and to do these videos is unlike any other marketing or branding or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, kind of to that point, you know, how do you decide, on what topics become a video. And I know you have like videos of all different links. So like, how do you decide what becomes one of those shorter clips versus something that's a little bit longer? So it's a group effect of me and our marketing coordinator, Rachel, who's here, who's been awesome and and fundamental in setting all this up and getting it going. So it's, we, the first groupings of videos. So we did kind of different, um, I don't know what we call They have them like playlists on YouTube, but it's different kind of areas or groups of videos. So we'll have like legal topics where what to do in this situation or what type of insurance or tips, that type of stuff. We'll have a section for that. Then we have a section for law school, law students, because we get a lot of questions about that. A lot of followers and emails and stuff about what's best for me to do in law school, undergrad, LSAT, studying for the bar exam, prep class outlines. What did you do? What's the schedule like? How hard is it? How much money can you make in this practice area or that? So we do a whole grouping kind of focused on law school students, the educational part of it. And then we have the current events one, which is our most popular area where we break down politics, cases in the news, 
And a lot of those topic areas we actually get from commenters and followers, whatever you want to call them, subscribers um, that talk about, hey, will you break down this case? Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Sending me articles, sending me videos, um, people that are even involved. Like we had some people involved in the last case that we did that were sending me some stuff with questions and additional information on it. So yeah, we get a lot of that from our actual subscribers and those have to be longer form videos. The other ones we try to keep as short as possible um, for the attention span of people, even when watching videos. Nice. So, I mean, let's talk about the actual process then of you filming the videos. What does that process look like? I mean, do you just sit down, you know, do you set up the camera on your own? Is your marketing coordinator behind it? What does it all look like? So we went through a couple, if you look back on the videos, it's, I love watching the first ones because it's funny how different they are now than what they were back then, but it's fun, you know, and you learn and you try different spots in our office and different microphones and different setups. That's one of the cool things about too being like I watched. So one of the reasons I got to this point in YouTube and ended up actually pulling the trigger and jumping in was the pandemic. When sports went away, I started watching like these kids, like 20 year old kids playing golf on YouTube and competing. And so it was like filling my live sports um, need that I, that I needed through the pandemic. And I really got more into YouTube, which I think helps you realize like, it's not, you're not a professional actor we're not going to have these great graphics, especially the topics I was talking about. Once I got over the fact that it's not going to look perfect, people are there for the content, the discussion, the back and forth. They're not there to see, you know, fireworks going off and explosions behind me or whatever, you know? Yeah. So once I got over that, um, realizing just a comfortable, not distracting, but visually pleasing area is kind of what we landed on. That's easy to set up. Sometimes my marketing quarter will set up the camera, camera. Sometimes I will. She's usually not in the room. She'll leave, just leave it set up. And I'll just kind of talk for 20 or 30 minutes. She'll make, then I, she takes the video. She makes the edits. Usually when I'm doing it, I'll say, okay, so let's talk about this opening statement for this lawyer. Um, and then I'll say, okay, Rachel, start at minute one second, 31 until 362 or whatever, 322, whatever it may be. And she'll just cut that clip, put it in there. I'll react to it, whatever it may be. So I'll give those kind of indications as we go. She does all the editing. She does the tagging keywords, site searches for the title, makes the thumbnail and puts them up. Nice. So, so she does a lot of that background stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. And so I guess kind of my last question here for you before we start to wrap up, um, you know, I, I think a lot of, a lot of attorneys hesitation, especially if they're not in the trial area, maybe they're just, you know, more transactional, you know, maybe more of your estate planning business lawyer, stuff like that. They, they have a little bit of trepidation, a little bit of camera shyness about it. You know, do you have any sort of tips or advice on just, you know, maybe getting over that fear or, you know, stuff to keep in mind, like when you're well, like how you got comfortable doing videos? So I think there's, there's two main ways I would say it. Um, the two main pieces of advice I would give, one of them is harder than the other just because timing. I listened to years of podcasts before I ever did it. So I kind of felt like I understood the cadence. I knew how it was. I knew how to do the opening. I knew how to do, you know, all right, here's what we're going to talk about. And then some music plays and then you talk and then how you close it. The hardest parts are the openings and the closings, how starting a video, ending a video to me, that's the hardest part, right? So we we actually ended up making a trailer for the beginning and the end, which was just easier, makes it more, more uh, just kind of continuous through. But yeah. so I would say watch YouTube videos, listen to podcasts so you can get an idea. You can also see how imperfect it really is and how everybody's not amazing at it. And you, I mean, people have like 25,000 subscribers and you're like, they're not even good at this. It's like somebody likes listening to the content. That's all that. I mean, that's, that's all it really is. You may not think they're good, but obviously 25,000 people think they're good enough to subscribe and listen to all their videos. 
I'm also shocked at how many people watch these, you know, niche videos, like 50,000 views on talking about an opening statement in a trial. Like right. that stuff like boggles my mind. But so that's number one, I would, I would consume it, become a consumer so you can understand like what it looks like, what people are, what people like, um, how you kind of transition from here to there in different points. And then number two, I would say, just do it. Even if you're not going to post them, just make some videos, just make a bunch of videos, make a video every week, make a video every month, whatever it may be practice editing on it. Right. So I've edited a couple of videos in the past for other things, just so I can kind of know how it is. Talked with my marketing coordinator about some of the software she's going to use, whatever she's much better than I am at it, but like, you don't have to have somebody doing that for you. Right. So I, I think that consuming it to see what it's like, and then doing it, even if you don't think they're good enough to post, just do it, get reps as we call it. I don't know if you know who Bill Simmons is. He's a big yep. podcasting. Yeah. So, so I listen to him forever. I love him. He's probably my favorite guy that does podcasts. A lot of people are uh, Rogan guys. I'm Bill Simmons guy. Um, and that he always talked about, you got to get reps, right? Like the first couple times he wrote articles, first couple times he did podcasts and he's like the pod father, you know, like he blew him up at ESPN and all sorts of stuff. He was like, I was terrible at the beginning because anytime you've never done something before, it's hard. But once right. you get reps and you get practice, you get a lot better at it. So that's the advice I pass on from him basically is just do it. Like even like we did our, I mean, our YouTube kind of grew faster than I was expecting, but I was expecting a full year of nobody watching our YouTube videos. Like you'll see some of the early ones we posted. Nobody should watch those videos, you know, like they're terrible, but it's like, you just do them, you get the reps and then, you know, it grows eventually or it doesn't. And you still get some kind of value. Like we've had somebody call us and hire us from watching a video that has 183 views. And one of those people called us and paid us money to be their lawyers. Yeah. So, I mean, from our perspective, like it can be very valuable. Sometimes nobody calls you from a video, even if it gets a lot of views. So it's got to be something you also enjoy, think is fun. And it's more, I think of it more as a, instead of a marketing tool, I think of it more as a give back to the community and, and learning experience for me too, to know what's out there, know what people are thinking. They feel comfortable behind a keyboard, sometimes too comfortable um, to tell us what they're thinking. So I really think of it as, letting people know their rights so they don't get taken advantage of and also hearing what they think about what's going on in the world around us. Cause we sit in these meetings, writing rules and laws and understanding how all of it is. Sometimes I think we forget that the people that it affects what they think about it, what they feel about it. So I, I really like to get into the comments and understand what everybody's thinking about what's going on in the world. Yeah. And, and to your point, I mean, you know, maybe this may not be true with you, you know, you kind of grew up in this environment, but I mean, the first time you ever went to court, probably wasn't as good of a performance as absolutely now. Yeah, absolutely. It was much more nerve wracking. You're looking up at the judge. You're thinking the judge is going to tell you you're an idiot and send you out of the courtroom. And then you get to know the judges and some of the committees that you're in and groups that you're in and they're lawyers and people and nice and normal too. You know, I think that that's a great way to put it. You think about any time you start a new job. Yeah. Even like I used to think about it when I was in, in grade school, it's like, all right, going from elementary to middle school is going to be much harder. High school is going to be much harder. College is going to be much harder, but you just get used to it and you get much better at it. I don't think, I think videos are similar to that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Peter, this has been a lot of great information. I, I hope that we were able to inspire a lot of attorneys out there to really just kind of jump on uh, some video marketing strategies. Even if you don't post it, just start making some videos, sure. hone those skills. Um, be sure to check out Peter's YouTube channel and his podcast, The Lawyer You Know. Uh, and before we get out of here, Peter, we have one final question. And that is, if you could give one piece of advice to our attorneys out there, what would it be? So I, I always like to tell lawyers to bet on themselves, okay? Bet on yourselves, 
go out there, get the business, do what you need to do. Let people know what you're good at, right? It may not be public speaking. It may be drafting documents, whatever it is, get away to let people know what you're good at, let you know what uh, services you can provide to them. Always take the job that gives you the upside. If you're able to excel, never take a spot with a glass ceiling that you can't push through and always bet on yourself in every situation. If you have a big case that seems difficult, bring in help, but make sure you stay on it, do your best at it and make sure you're always pushing yourself to be the best version of that, that you can be. Um, and I do want to say, even without being asked, marketing companies like yours can provide so much information that lawyers don't know that lawyers think they know. Like when I came, we all thought, oh, I know exactly how to do it. I know exactly how to do it. I know what people want. And learning from marketing companies and from people that were actually, that are consumers of what we do and on our videos, you can learn so much from them. And there's a lot of help that they can do. Everybody thinks they're going to be so expensive and get screwed over and whatever. A lot of marketing companies can come in for a month or two months and just kind of help you get you on your way, especially if it's with videos and stuff. And then you go and they did their job. They've set you up and they can be great resources. So I think that just a plug for companies like yours that I think can help lawyers see things that sometimes they are unable to see, even though we think we can see them. Right. Yeah. I appreciate that sentiment. I, I mean, think one of the things that we always say is, you know, you didn't learn about marketing in law school. And so exactly. that's where we're here. We're here to be a resource. And, and that's really what this show is all about is to give uh, attorneys out there uh, just some perspective and some more insight and, and to help you along that journey. Well, Peter, this has been great. Thank you so much. Uh, don't forget yeah, to check out Lawyer You Know on the podcast side and the YouTube side. Uh, continue to rate review us as well on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you're consuming the show. And that's going to do it for us this week. We'll see you next time. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you man. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.